Ladies and gentlemen, this is Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International, and you are tuned into the Paranomaly Zone. Look, I know the supernatural is something that isn't supposed to happen. It does happen. A ghostly apparition in the dark of night. Human sacrifice, dogs and cats living together, that's his Hey there, ponderers of the paranormal. You have found the Paranomaly Zone, your place for all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious. And, of course, all of the good times in between. My name is Patrick Koffenberg. I am responsible for these shenanigans, and I am joined, as always, well, <sighs> nearly always, I am joined, nearly always, tonight included, by my co-host with the ghosts, the the hurried Mike Carbno. The hurried Mike Carbno. Do you mm-hmm. feel rushed, Mike? Are you good to go? Are you settled? Are you relaxed? Is your pulse I, is yeah. your pulse quick quickened or is it or are you calm right now? Yes, I, I took my blood pressure medication with with a swig of beer just before we started. Okay. <laughs> well, there you go. There you go. That works. No, yes, I was rushed. Um, we had to go to Fargo today. Yeah, I've heard you back to the Fargo, the one in the movie. Um, that uh, and we had to get some Christmas things and we had to buy a tree and and then uh so you know, yeah, try to get all that in. And of course, we ended up leaving home late to get there because of, you know, just the way the day was, and then rushing back. Uh, and then we have Mary's grandson with us, five-month-old baby, and we had to stop along the way, coming home and get some, get him fed and whatever and settle down because he was, <laughs> he was a bit restless. Sure. So, yeah, it was good, though. We got home. Um and, but you're and I'm, good. I'm ready to go. Okay, I was just going to ask. I wanted to make certain because I, I, I want you fully focused. I want you ready to go. Um, I want you, you know, firing on all cylinders here. <laughs> I never fire on all cylinders. Well, you try. You do your best. And yes, you do. You do fire on all cylinders more often than yes. you think, Mike. More often yeah, than you think. Yeah, they, but they sputter a little bit, especially uh, okay. tomorrow. Tomorrow, I'm going to shamelessly say that tomorrow is my birthday. And I am that much closer to the next year where I'm going to be 60 Say it. freaking years oh, old. Oh, he almost dropped the F-bomb. I was hoping he dropped the <laughs> F-bomb. But... Hey. So, yes, 59 years old tomorrow, and I still have the mind and uh, humor of a 12-year-old. Hey, and that's great. <laughs> you know, and it makes for good podcast material at, at the very least, right? So that's, Absolutely. That's awesome. You know, So happy early birthday, Mike. Yes, thank you. Yep, you don't look a day past 57. I think yes. it's awesome. <laughs> oh, and there oh. goes the dog. It's like the moment, the, you know, Macy the dog has been quiet this whole time. 
And then the moment we uh, actually press record, yeah, she knows. She, she knows something's going on. She's like, "Daddy's talking. Daddy's talking. I want to make my presence known." So, yes. um, I trust us, listeners. Mike is going to eventually have his own podcast room, his own podcast enclosure. Yeah. The plans are made, and the whole uh, um, design is there. It just has to be done. It just has to be done. Absolutely. So, again, though, Mike, like I said, happy early birthday to you. Oh, thank um, you very much. And a happy current birthday to a sometime guest host, our own Mr. Show, my brother Joe. It's his birthday today. And it's ah. also my oldest brother's birthday today. They share the same birthday, born three days apart. It's crazy. Yeah. Awesome. And they're both of their firstborn kids were born on the first day or on the bo- were born on the same day a year apart. So it's like... Mm. There's some synchronicity or something going on there with that. <laughs> so, wow, that's a lot of coincidences going Interesting. on. Interesting. And last week, I believe, well, yes, it was last week. It was Rodney Dangerfield's 100th birthday. 100? Yes. Wow. Holy he would have cow. been 100. He's been passed away. If he would have for... laid off the coke a little bit earlier. Yeah, that would have, that would have helped. <laughs> no. He's been passed away that long already, huh? Because like, he, yeah. like, he was like in his 80s, I believe, when he passed away. But, yeah. Ah. The Dangerfield, man. The Dangerfield, yeah. classic, classic humor. So, the one and only. The one and only. Well, we got a good one lined up for you guys tonight. While well, we think it's good, it's it's definitely not a story that is um, unknown in the uh, yeah in the uh, cryptozoological world by by any means. I mean, it's been told several times. Chances are you are familiar with it if you're tuning into a, a show such as this. Uh, again, we focus on all things paranormal, unexplained, odd, and mysterious. And this is definitely, this falls definitely under odd. <laughs> yeah, and the story begins, "'Twas the night before Christmas." Right, I mean. When <laughs> all through the house. Not a creature was stirring. <laughs> not even a squatch. Not, not even a squatch, no. But actually, it's a family of squatch. Uh, yeah, yes. we're, we're going to dive into the, um, well, I will call it infamous, because it is rather infamous, the infamous story of Albert Osman, and his alleged encounter slash kidnapping by a family of Bigfoot back in 1924 in British yeah. Columbia. Yeah. Um, it's a crazy Did, story. Didn't he fall in love with one of them or the, the, the daddy <laughs> squatch had a shotgun and said, you shall marry my daughter. You know, it's really funny that you said that, Mike, because <laughs> there is he has been quoted as to say that at one point he considered, after he escaped from this family, he considered taking the young girl sasquatch with him i'm not sure why what his reasoning was at that time but then he says he decided against it because he didn't want to hold her in a cage and hold her captive and put her on display and he says you know we're we no one has the right to uh you know basically hold anyone against their will so it's like interesting i wonder what what brought that about yeah <laughs> um but, they were I mean, making eyes at each other across I, the they, cave they might have been you who knows <laughs> i don't know it's lonely up there in the woods every now and then so <laughs> He um, liked her musk. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you know, so it, it's it's an incredible story. If it's, he enjoyed the swaying of her bur- uh, uh, yeah, okay, pendulous okay. breasts. There you go, Mike. Okay, yep. Get it out. Get it out of your system. Come on. Come on. Um, I'm done. Okay. No, it, it, if true, it is an absolutely extraordinary story. Um, I don't know where you sit on this, Mike. We'll, 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 uh, We'll we'll make our decisions at the end of the show towards the end Absolutely. of the show where we where we sit on this alleged encounter. It's fascinating either way. I have some audio clips, at least one 
uh, for sure, depending on where we are for time. Uh, some audio clips with Mr. Albert Osman himself. Passed away in 1975? 1975. 75, okay. Yes. okay. He, yeah. Um, born in late 1890s, so, you know, so he led up, he made it up to his 80s, I believe. Yeah. But 1893, the is, he was born, actually. Okay. The thing is that Always adds credibility for me, and we've repeated this a thousand times, Mike. Expect, you know, especially on the Ultimate Elf Podcast, which is no more has ceased to be. Has gone on to make its podcast, make, meet its podcast maker. Um, it is you know six feet under. Uh, yeah, whatever else. We've said this a thousand times. What adds credibility to stories is when the stories never change throughout the years. Every time mm-hmm. they, you know, they're told to share their story. Nothing changes. The details are the same. You know, they don't elaborate. They don't exaggerate from one tale yeah. to the next. That adds a little bit to it. it yeah, j- that's like my stories of that recounting re- re- uh, the story of that small, that young girl ghost that I saw. It's like when it's so real and you experience it, even after many, many years or decades, um, when you're telling the story, it plays over in your mind. You're remembering it as it happened. I mean, you're not leaving out little things. You're not adding little things. It's so stamped into your your mind mm-hmm. that, you know, it, that you tell it. You're seeing it as you're telling it. You're seeing yeah. it over again, just like it was yesterday. You're reliving it, like you know, like you said. Yeah, so, absolutely. Yeah, you know, chances for embellishment are are uh, not not there. They really aren't. So um, right. Again, but that shall be fun. No, it'd be fun. Speaking of this, yeah, 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 and we we have we had briefly talked about it again on the Alternate Rail podcast. I believe Mister Show, my brother Joe, and I talked about it on one of our Bigfoot episodes. But as we have stated several times, the Paranomaly Zone is a new start. It's a fresh start, and um, hopefully, it's well. We feel it's been more succinct, a little more streamlined, straightforward, to the point, and uh, hopefully, better. Not that the ultimate yeah. podcast wasn't good because we had a blast and it, you know, we'll never, yeah. well, yeah. hey, thankful for the tons of awesome guests that we have had on the ultimate podcast and, and the guests that are yet to come. Exactly. Mike, the guests who are yet, who have yet to come on or in the paranomaly zone, I got to say. So looking forward to it. What's, uh, should we just dive right into it, Mike, or do you have anything you want to just banter about for a second or should we just uh, dive into the meat? <sighs> what do you think? Uh-oh. Banter, yeah, banter, banter, banter. Now he's saying banter to himself. So what does that mean? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I'm thinking out loud to myself. We don't have to go to the soundboard already, do we? I think. <laughs> okay. uh, <thank> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I like uh, echoing that with my <laughs> with with my with my real voice on the recording. Uh, yeah. Oh, uh, Mike just stepped in German Shepherd poop. Ow! Yeah. Well, I don't know hey, why. and that is not fun. <laughs> no, I know it you, isn't. <laughs> Yeah, you either slip on it if you catch it on the side, sure. or you get stuck in it if you go right into it. Lovely. Yeah. <laughs> five and five months old she is, and yeah, you yeah, know, it's it's dinosaur poop. Yeah, it's it's all it, it it's it's it, like Laura Dern putting that el- that shoulder length glove on and digging into that Stegosaurus's <laughs> poop to find out what's wrong with it. Was it a Stegosaurus? Or was the Triceratops? I don't remember. Triceratops, it yes, yeah. it was a Triceratops. <laughs> it doesn't matter. But- no, it doesn't. But you know, it's just as enjoyable as uh, waking up in the middle of the night and you know walking towards the bathroom and stepping in an ice cold pile of a uh, cat puke that's on the floor. So that's oh, always yeah. enjoyable as well. So um, yes, nasty. It's nasty. It's 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 wonderful. So, anyways, <laughs> hopefully, I won't be doing that later on this evening. 
Oh, before I forget, we hope everyone had a great Thanksgiving. Thank Absolutely. We, um, we are so thankful for all of you listening right now. I tweeted mm-hmm. and uh, shared a, a couple of some iTunes reviews that we have got, or Apple Podcast yeah. reviews we have received. A couple. I, I, just, I saw one that was wonderful. They're just awesome. They're just it, it means so much to us. If you're listening right now and you enjoy what you're listening to, take a moment or two, if you're so inclined, and leave a positive review. It does help a hell of a lot. It helps spread the positivity, helps spread the podcast yeah. word. And it, and it it helps with my insecurity. It does. <laughs> Most importantly, it makes Mike sleep at night. Yeah. So, well, I think I'm really bad for the, the show, and I think sometimes I think you should just continue on by yourself. That is sad that you just said that. <laughs> no, I'm kidding. That is horrible. Don't Mike. take this away from me. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> dingy, ding, dingy, ding, ding. I thought you were going to ring your ding bell there, but I guess you didn't. So, hey, Mike. No. Albert Ostman, the story of yeah. Sasquatch being kidnapped by, <laughs> by baby. God damn it. And I'm laughing. I don't want, I don't mean to laugh. I don't mean to laugh. Before we he dive was, in, was, before yeah, we dive into that, by a bulging beastly <laughs> beast. <laughs> just don't say swinging pendulous breasts again, okay? So, <laughs> hey, you said it for me just now. <laughs> well, I was repeating you, so I'm not saying anything for you. Quickly though, Mike, when it comes to what means the most to you, I know what the answer is, but for new listeners tuning in, and you know, for those who are just checking us out. Um, I will say that Mike has led a extraordinary paranormal life himself. He has had so many experiences since he was a young boy. I mean, he briefly mentioned seeing the floating apparition of the of the little girl earlier on in this episode, and you know, it's basically been like that for him on and off his entire life. Absolutely. And, and I know what the answer is here, but for new listeners, where does Sasquatch sa- slash Bigfoot rank for you, Mike, when it comes to ghosts, aliens, and then like crypto? Let oh, crypto cryptid legends, <laughs> you know, um, and, and briefly talk about it, just a just a wee bit. I mean, what, what what order do I appreciate them in? And which one means the most to you? Oh, no. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, I have always so been enamored since I was a little kid with uh, UFOs because it's something that I heard about uh since it was very little back in the sixties, my dad actually, you know, he would read stories about these things where there wasn't a whole lot back then to read about, but he found them and he, you know, uh, like Eric Von Donigan reading the, uh, his books and things like that. My dad read those when I was just tiny. So I learned a lot from my dad to, uh, appreciate that. Um, as far as, uh, it's gotta be the paranormal as far as ghosts and spectral beings, because I've experienced it. I know it's there in, in, in my heart and mind. It's, it's real. It's been proven to me. Um, you know, and then, then of course the ufology, you know, that's, that's way high up there too. And Bigfoot is too, but it's, you know, Bigfoot to me is more like, um, well, it's a cryptid, but it's, to me, it's something that's real. It's out there. It's an actual living creature that exists um, that uh, is smart enough to keep out of the limelight as much as it can, you know, with everything, everybody that's so many people that are hunting it or looking for it. Um, it's so elusive, uh, the intelligence of it. Um, to me, they're all real, but uh, the ghosts, the afterlife, the, you know, the, 
that's uh, that that's the huge thing for me. Okay. Yep. Yep. Um, and I, I agree with you, Mike. Uh, for me, I mean, I've I've stated on the podcast before. It's just, how can you not? How can the afterlife not be the ultimate question? You know, how can it oh, not right. be the ultimate mystery? Well, so, and it it includes people we know, people that we know that have passed away. It, yeah. Uh, a family that has been gone. You know, it's it's like that's that's kind of part of it. It is. And you know, we're you know briefly, you know, gathering at Thanksgiving and over the last couple of days, as listeners know, my mom's husband passed away three months ago, and she's been experiencing some odd and interesting things. You know, and we're all standing there in the living room yesterday, and trust me, there's a very possible logical explanation for it. But we're standing there in the living room mom's giant house and we're all just kind of talking casually and then the front door opens just mm. opens by itself and then mm-hmm. we just kind of shut it but then we start we started thinking about it. I was like why, mm. why why did that open right <laughs> you know? and we're like you know it could it could very very easily just could have not been shut all the way from the last yeah. person came in there and the wind could have blown open i mean that more than likely, that's what it was. But that yeah. guy was well, talking course, about within it. Five, within five minutes, Patrick joined. Wow, that's <laughs> well, well, come on now. You, you just have to eliminate all those possibilities every now and then. Of course then. you do, yeah. Uh, every now and then you got to. But um, but it got us talking about it. And again, my mom started talking about just how so many strange, odd things have been happening over the last few months. That she quite, she thinks it's quite possible that, that her husband is still around. And, you know, just... Perhaps mm-hmm. maybe checking on her, making sure everything's okay. So that again, that's why the afterlife to me is the ultimate question, the ultimate mystery. And then for me, I would say uh, aliens slash UAP slash UFOs because my God, intelligence, intelligent life outside of our own, which is to me, it, there's no doubt about that. I mean, right? I mean, come on. And unless infinite, your name and, is Joe Nickel. Hey, thank you for bringing up Joe Nickel because we we're going to mention him on this episode as, or uh, later on for, uh, during the um, discussion about Albert Ostman. Yeah. So well, well, he gets his nose into all this. He stuff. does. He does. Well, we'll say it right now so we don't have to talk about it too much. He obviously doesn't believe Albert Ostman. He thinks it's, well, it was course. all made up. He think it was a fabric of his. Uh, uh, it was fabricated, conjured up in his imagination, and uh, so on and so forth. Yeah, well, what he said was uh, he categorized the story as more likely the result of imagination than of recollection. There you go. There you go. Right. You know, if, just how how condescending is that? Let's say that this legitimately, yeah, oh, let's say this was legit, a legit occurrence that Albert went through. And then someone else says, no, I think it's conjured up. It's not real just because I think so. It's like, gosh, wouldn't you want to smack the guy in the head? face yeah. <laughs> it's like it's like dude this is real absolutely this happened. um the extraordinary can happen my friend it can yeah, happen. and then and then and then uh albert says to them if he could if if joe nickel could have been back there with him after this happened i think if albert ostman could have said joe it really happened here smell my finger oh yeah. <laughs> <laughs> sorry sorry yeah. You know, he had a thing for that. Hold on. That, we'll get into that later, too, about how he, he, he had something for the, the young female. Okay. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Mike. Um, 
Sorry, I just grossed out too many people. Yeah. Or, or, well, I, I won't make any. We're It's a new beginning, so I'm not going to make any more jokes about our listening fan base. Or not fan base, the, the, the base, the amount of people listening right now. I, right. Normally, I would say that we're up to like 12 listeners by now. So now we're down to eight. But I'm not going to joke about it. I'm not going to say yeah, that we're I, down I, to eight. Yeah, please. I, I hate I, it when you do that. I'm not going to say it. I'm not going to say <laughs> that we're down to eight now. So I'm just, okay. just leave it at that. <laughs> <laughs> All right, well, we have listeners all over the world. We do, and we love every. And you know it. <laughs> all right, well, we're gonna well let's dive right into it. Yeah, as we mentioned before, Albert Osman, Canadian prospector slash lumberjack slash yes. all around woodsman slash all around good egg. Well, I hope he was good egg. What I find interesting too is that this this uh, story originally uh, allegedly happened almost a hundred years ago. Right. Yep. Coming up on when, when there wasn't a whole lot of Bigfoot talk going around i'm sure none yeah right you right. know it wasn't in the middle of uh this you know sasquatch fever that it has been for the last uh, i don't know yeah couple of decades maybe or whatever but not yeah. the sasquatch surge of sorts you right know? but i i have always found it interesting mike that it, did this not happen in the same year that the ape canyon event allegedly took place did it did they not both take place in 1924 where you know people were claimed to have been attacked by you know uh Again, I'm not sure if it was a family, but several Sasquatch slash Bigfoot throwing rocks down in the, you know, at That's them. That's right. Absolutely. I mean, any number Absolutely. of things. But it's like both of them took place in 1924. That's always kind of intrigued me a little bit. Hmm. But the story goes, this took place, um, Toba Inlet, I believe. What the hell did I write down? Yeah, Toba Inlet, right around British yeah. Columbia. British uh, Columbia, yeah. And uh, obviously Albert Osman is the uh, main player here. He was visiting the area on vacation, and he had, um, according to his story, he he was familiar, or he had heard of, he hadn't heard of any Bigfoot Sasquatch stories up Mandy's. to that time. No. Um, one night, old Albert was sitting there, well, he wasn't that old at that time, hanging out, sleeping. He had been experiencing some odd things for a few nights that he had been out there, and he was trying not to sleep because he had been hearing odd noises, uh, again, odd experiences, and he wanted to see if he could stay up late enough and capture, not capture, but see who was the culprit behind, behind all these oddities that had been going around, mm-hmm. going about around him. Before he knew it, all of a sudden, Mike, he's in a sleeping mm-hmm. bag, and he's picked up, and he's, just, yeah. he's, he's, he's gone. He's off for the races, not on his own doing either. Yep, and Squatchy just threw him over his shoulder like a bag of potatoes. <laughs> It'd be funny if he was like on an end of a stick or something, you know. Yeah. Hang, hang I'm on. running away, and I'm bringing only you for my food. <laughs> exactly. Um, but he was carried across country for like three hours yeah. like that. Right. That couldn't have felt good, by the way. Um, no. Yeah, kind of a bump. It probably didn't smell very good either. Right, probably didn't, no, exactly. So, Especially if you figure... If he's holding him by his by the open part of the bag, mm-hmm. and he's hanging down, his head's probably down by yeah. that squatch's <laughs> ass. You know that's not going to okay. <laughs> uh, yeah, probably not a good diet at that time. Yeah, yeah every step, yeah. every step, all of a sudden a little flatulence comes and they're out. They're probably not known for their hygienic wiping. I don't think <laughs> <laughs> so. Oh, sorry, my levity is just going no. overboard today. Oh, no, that's fine. Yeah, flushable wipes didn't exist back in 1924. So that's uh... right. And <laughs> leaves can only do so much. <laughs> so anyhow, he's you know he's dragged across country. You know, it's it's the middle of the night. 
this massive mystery beast is hurling him through the woods and then he's dropped and he's allowed to kind of, you know, I guess peek out, peer out of his bag. He's dropped essentially out of his bag and all of a sudden yeah. right in front of him is a family of Bigfoot, Mike. This Four of them. A, a large male who he said was over eight feet tall. Yeah. This is beastly bulging man. It wasn't Randy Quaid either. Um, yeah. <laughs> and a female, which he assumed was the mother, and then two younger ones. Right. So two adults and two children. Two children. Uh, and captive for six days. Six days. So this, <sighs> this uh, again, we do have an audio uh, clip to share with or from Mr. Albert Osman, which is always cool to listen to. But I, re- I will read a couple quotes here. This is what he initially said. Um, at, this is what he was initially quoted as. They look like a, like a family, old man, old lady, and two young ones, a boy and a girl. The boy and the girl seemed to be scared of me. The old man did not seem too pleased about what the old, or the old woman did not seem too pleased about what the old man dragged home. Referring when to himself. When are you going to get quit bringing this crap home? I know, exactly. What good can we do with these prospectors? I don't get it. We got to pile them out in the back. What are we going to do with another one? But the old man was waving his arms and telling them all what he had in mind. They all then left me. Now, Osman said that he had a gun with him and he kept it close by his side. But he says that the Sasquatch made no, like, quick moves or he didn't feel like he was threatened. He didn't feel like he had to use, right. his, use his gun. So he didn't, he didn't use it. Now, while he was in captivity, Osman claimed that the family, the mother in particular, fed him, quote-unquote, sweet-tasting grass, which was washed, stacked, and given to him by the adult female, as I said. Osman then made several uh, detailed observations, which he later recounted, including his efforts to befriend the young male Sasquatch in order to get the larger male interested in the snuff he had yeah. on him. He planned to make the adult male eat an entire box of snuff with the intention to kill him in order to make his escape. First off, snuff, but it did make him groggy. It did make him groggy. It absolutely did. First off, on a sidebar, Mike, have you ever had tobacco, chewing tobacco slash snuff? Uh, just a big leafy red man tobacco. Oh, boy. I rather yeah. enjoyed that. Oh, you did? I Yeah. Well, some of the flavors of the things were, weren't too bad, but you just, you don't swallow it because that no. about kills you. Yeah. Yeah. Right. Right. And you know, <laughs> it, you know, if you're listening out there and you're enjoying some snuff, you know, God bless you. But man, that stuff has always made me just vomit thinking about using I, it. I tried it for just a very, very short time when I was like 18 years old and I quit very quickly. Right. Well, okay. Good for you. I'm proud of yeah. you, Mike. Yes. Um, Osman also made note of briefly entertaining. I said this earlier, briefly entertaining the idea to take the young female with him whenever he finally got away, but he ultimately decided against it. And then he went on to quote unquote, what I basically rambled on about earlier. He didn't want to put her on display. He didn't want to keep her captive. So he decided against it. After six days, possibly because he suspected he was about to use for breeding purposes. <laughs> oh boy. Though this is merely speculation. We have to make that clear. Osman finally escaped. He was somewhat successful. He's somewhat successfully able to carry Good Lord. I can't speak. He was somewhat successful in being able to carry out his plan with the snuff, which ended up making Mike, as you said, the adult male groggy enough so that he was able to run away. After escaping, Osman eventually came upon a logger. Naturally, he didn't mean mention the Sasquatch family or even being held captive. This is another quote from Osman here, Mike. I told them that I was a prospector and was lost. I did not like to tell them I had been kidnapped by a Sasquatch, as if I had told them, they would have probably said, he 
is crazy. Well, yeah, do you think? <laughs> but again, you this guys is, a bit loony. Uh, the 1924. Uh, before we go on here, Mike, let let's talk about why someone would conjure up a story like this. Okay, there's a possibility hmm. that Albert Osman was just crazy and just uh, just uh, like you said, a loony. Okay. And he was desperate for attention. Yeah, that's, he's a wee bit loony, eh? Yeah, we we don't know. No one knew back then for certain. Um, he's just a hard-working prospector slash lumberjack. I mean, maybe he just wanted you know get his name in the paper. Maybe he just wanted that his, recognition. His kook was too tight. I, yeah, right. But, you know, as far... Okay, how can I say this? The man didn't exactly go to his grave... Um, a respected individual by the masses. He didn't. He didn't uh, earn unbelievable riches from sharing this story. Mm-hmm. I would say he suffered more ridicule than right. Oh, a sure. claim or even interest, really. But why would someone make this up, Mike? If this is totally fabricated, why would they do that? <sighs> That's a good question, and there's no evidence in any of this that uh, would give you any clue of that and the reason i say that because i know listeners are some listeners are probably screaming at us like oh come on they just want attention he's a liar he just wants us you know for the obvious reasons but we're kind of looking at it from the point of view that this guy never changed the story he it was the same from day one till the till his deathbed he didn't earn any fame essentially nothing real positive except along a very niche group of sasquatch researchers um the majority of people thought of him as just a complete liar, complete hoax, a complete fake. Why would you risk having people look at you like that just for the maybe getting your name in the paper in 1924? I don't right. get it. Right. I, good question. Good question uh, that I have no answer for. And why <clears throat> uh, he didn't bring up the story until 1957. Mm-hmm. So he waited that long to come out with it. Um you know, and that's pre Gimlin story, you know, all of that stuff. Yep. Gim- yeah. Pre, oh, far before the Patterson film. I mean, right. we're, we're talking about the letters. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so it's, it's hard to say. It's not like, you know, waiting until after the Patterson film when, and trying to jump on a bandwagon or anything. Yeah. I when mean, the, he, the peak interest of Sasquatch was there at that time, you know, it, right. That wasn't the case. I mean, it was, you were you were putting your you were putting your your head out there. You were risking yeah. everything by You're by coming it on forth. The chopping block, so to speak. Yeah, and I believe as we 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 touched on it in 1924 again, it wasn't exactly a hotbed for Sasquatch uh, Bigfoot stories. You know, <laughs> right? It was more more uh, 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 stories and legends of uh, among uh, and no, I shouldn't say legend because. It was a real thing. It's always been a real thing for uh, the Native Americans. You know, mm-hmm. they they knew it was real, but uh, did he get a story from uh, some Native Americans that gave him this idea? Mm. You know, or did he actually go through it? You know, it's it. There's many questions and many yeah. theories, and who knows which way to go with it. So put yourself in his shoes, Mike. Put yourself back in 1924. And this actually happened to you. I would have took the girl. (laughs) 
<laughs> no what, kidding. What would have been kidding? What would have been your reason for not going to the authorities or telling anybody at that time? I'm just trying to I'm trying to get into Albert Osman's head by asking you. <laughs> yeah, I you know uh, fear of ridicule, right? Um, trying to wrap your head around it yourself. You know what what trying to figure out what to do with that's a great what point happened and the knowledge and of, of you know uh, maybe there's there was some shock going on there for that's a long a, time of just that's a great trying to point. deal with it himself that's traumatic that you know if this, if this <sighs> Very happened traumatic. if this happened I, mean, I would have enjoyed the hell out of it as long as they kept giving me that sweet grass. There you go. Well, sure, but no. you're you're an oddity yourself, though, Mike. Come on. Yeah. <laughs> you would just become a member of the family, you know. I don't know. You would yeah. stop shaving and everything. You're just. Yeah. <laughs> no, it's it, it's 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 important to me when talking about stuff like this is trying to put ourselves in their state of mind. Their trying to figure out their reason why they may do something or may not do something. As you said, Mike. Fear of ridicule, fear of being ostracized completely, um, you know, yeah. fear of maybe losing your job. I mean, I, any number of reasons. I mean, can you imagine? You're like, well, where did Albert disappear to? He wasn't at work for six days. Well, he claimed he was kidnapped by Bigfoot. Well, he's done. We're not hiring yeah. him. And then, the, then his reputation is sullied, and you know, and he can't get hired again because he—that's the guy who claimed he got kidnapped by Bigfoot. <laughs> I wouldn't hire him. I mean. Well, as long as he can swing an axe, he's okay with sure, me. Sure, right. <laughs> That's pretty good. That's pretty good. So, again, it's it's important to, for us to try and put ourselves in their, their yeah, mindset. You can, and, and we can, you know, uh, try to think of it and put out whatever conjecture for 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 who knows how long and, and never come up with a good answer. Right. <sighs> I hope I used the word conjecture correctly there. I'm not sure. I don't know. I wasn't listening to you, so that's okay. <laughs> okay. You never do. <laughs> um, as we said, 1957, ah, uh, 1957, when Osman Osman finally decided to come forward, and uh, his story has been uh, under you know high scrutiny ever since. Uh, most people didn't believe the story. Shocking, and most people still don't. Shocking, but I'm being sarcastic right. when I say shocking. By the way, uh, skeptic Joe Nickel. The, the the beloved Joe Nickel, <laughs> yeah. um, you know, he, as Mike mentioned already, he said that the story is probably the result of imagination more than recollection. And John Napier, a primatologist, claimed that the story simply was not possible because an entire family of Sasquatch would not have the resources to to survive in that particular area, as the food sources That's bold crap. were There's too limited. Plenty, you would think there would be resources, especially if this is what we believe to be an intelligent being mm -hmm. i mean they can they're living they're feeding osman grass for god's sake so yeah obviously that's what they were you know maintaining well, sustenance with and i and i don't care what primatologist or whoever uh says that it can't happen there are probably resources out there for for food and and something to sustain creatures like this and more that we have no idea about but, yeah these we, are creatures that have probably lived in these these woods and in these areas for how many generations how many centuries mm -hmm. they know everything there is there they know this the entire woods like we know our backyard 
Right. And they know everything that's edible and they're going to find things to survive that we couldn't even imagine. Yeah. And they're going to find the most out of what they have out there. They're going to get the most out of what they have. You know what I mean? So what, what may appear to be unedible to us, you know, it's like, that's a main source of protein slash fiber, what, what have you water oh, yeah. for them. You know, who's, who the hell yeah. do you say? Um, other, many have claimed, have criticized Osman because of the amount of time that claimed for, or that came for, uh, Mike, I am like having a stroke tonight. Many have criticized Osman because of the amount of time it took for him to come forward. Uh, but there are believers. A lot of people do believe. One of them is famed writer John Green, who interviewed Osman while he was still alive. I think he interviewed him back in 1957, I think. Um, yeah, John Green's... I'm re- okay, I'll read it right now. John Green interviewed him back in 1957. His reasoning for believing him is because a story was told... Excuse me. His reasoning is that because a story was told in 1957... It has an air of truthfulness that it would not have if someone told me the same story today. And that was a quote from Green in 2003. This was an uh, extended quote here. This is from John Green, 2003. Albert was a very believable fellow who handled tough cross-examination with cheerful composure, swore to his story without hesitation, and stuck to it until he died. But I wouldn't believe him if he were telling it today. Today, however, he would have easy sources for his descriptions of those four individuals and what they did. When his story came to light in 1957, that simply was not the case. Sasquatch was not commonly thought of as a completely hair-covered creature living much of the same life as a bear. Instead, their public image was that of a tribe of giant Indians, hairy only on their heads, who lived in villages, held annual get-togethers on a special mountain, and used signal fires. His description, so contrary to the media image of his time, have stood up wonderfully well over the years. More than that, he was questioned for hours by Darius Swindler and the veterinarian from the Seattle Primate Center, and they told me that the physical details and the actions he said he had witnessed all rang true. Mm. In addition to Green's testimony, Osman himself claimed that he had never even heard of the Sasquatch until his trip in 1924. So there you go. I have a little bit more, a couple extended quote from Albert as well, but... There are believers there, Mike, and I like the reasoning that John Green stated. He's like, the description that he put forth in 1957 wasn't wasn't in touch with the over. Would you just get bit by your dog or something? What the hell's happening? There, there's his head, but there's you can't see head. it again. Really my black it. T-shirt. Oh, there's a teeth. There's a tooth. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. He's a monster. She's a monster. Um, yes, down my girl. <laughs> Mike's She's biting a, my hand. He's being attacked attacked by his own Sasquatch right yeah, now. Yeah, all pure love. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But I like anyway. jo- I like John Green's point there, um, for you know, adding to a little bit of uh, credibility, adding a little credibility for Albert's account was that his description simply didn't ring true with the overall viewpoint of what Sasquatch supposedly were back in 1957, Mike. You know, as they said. His descriptions of them being fully covered in hair and so ape-like just, it wasn't the same as what people thought of Sasquatch at the time, Mike. So if he made that up, he was pretty smart in his in his imagination. Right, and exactly. Then, and then everyone else since then has followed in his tracks and say, well, 
If this is what Albert Osman said they looked like, we better make our Bigfoot look just like him. And so, therefore, Roger Patterson and Bob Gimlin all right. jumped on the bandwagon and fabricated a multi-hundred-thousand-dollar Bigfoot suit and went and filmed them. Like, Why did you put that together? Well, because Albert Osman said that's what they look like. Okay, give me a break. That's not how it works. So, anyways, Mike's scolding his dog right now, so uh, he's a little sidetracked. Yeah, she's she's... She plays catch. She loves to play catch, but it's not with a ball. Yeah. She brings her stuffed little animal toys. Oh, of And she wants you to throw your, throw the toy, the animal toy. Macy. Stop it. We're recording. Not <laughs> right now. Tell her in English. We're recording. <laughs> well, you know, that's actually probably a good time to take a quick break. So maybe Mike can sedate, yeah, can... sedate his dog. Hey, boy, that hurt my ear. All right. Hold on, boys and girls. Mike, mute your mic. And we shall take a brief time traveling excursion, come up, and we'll finish up on Albert Osman. And then we're going to do our one last take slash one last hot take on ghosts as demons. I have a reason behind that one, and I'll share it all with you. So please stick around. Hold on, boys and girls. We shall be right back. Okay, we are back after yet another successful time traveling excursion. Okay, we have a little bit more to talk about with uh, this fascinating story, the uh, alleged kidnapping of Albert Osman by family of Bigfoot. I mean, it is absolutely, as we said while we were time traveling, Mike, it is a fascinating story. It's a great story. It is. If you believe it. great story. Or you don't. I mean, well, we'll get to where we sit at this uh, before we wrap it up. It's a great story for telling children before bed. It is, especially if you're all camping, <laughs> you know. Yeah. Let's, let's go camping, children. Sitting around the campfire. So, children, if you're <laughs> drug off in the middle of the night in your sleeping bag, <laughs> yep, just make sure there's you're... a really bad smell in the air, mm -hmm. try and escape quickly. Yep. <laughs> Let's make sure you have some Copenhagen on you or something. I don't know. Um, yeah. All right. Now, in addition to uh, John Green's positive testimony in favor of Osman's story, Osman claimed that he had never even heard of Sasquatch until his trip, as I said before we, we left. Now, this is. And I can believe that. Yeah, this is. this. I'm going to Back read then. some quotes from uh, Osman again. This is Albert Osman. This old Indian was a very talkative old gentleman. He told me stories about gold brought out by a white man from this lost mine. This white man was a very heavy drinker, spent his money freely in saloons, but he had no trouble in getting more money. He would be away for days, then come back with a bag of gold. But one time he went to his mine and never came back. Some people said a Sasquatch had killed him. This is what the Indian was telling Albert, and Albert is recounting right. the story. At that time, I had never even heard of Sasquatch. So I asked this old Indian what kind of animal he called a Sasquatch. The Indian said, they have hair all over their bodies, but they are not animals. They are people, big people living in the mountains. My uncle saw the tracks of one that were two feet long. One old, right, one old Indian saw one over eight feet tall. I told the Indian I didn't believe in their old fables about mountain giants. It might have been some thousands of years ago, but, but not nowadays. So Albert claimed that he didn't believe the stories that the, that the old Indian was telling him back in the, mm -hmm. you know, back in the day. Now, as we have said, Albert stuck to his story until he died. He was interrogated multiple times, interviewed multiple times, and the story never wavered. He was even cross-examined by police. He actually recounted his story to Queen Elizabeth when she visited the province really? in 1959. Story did not change. Mm -hmm. Now, there, right there, 
that kind of goes against what did this man ever gain, you know, by right. uh, fabricating this story? Well, he gained an audience with the queen. There you go, right there. So, <laughs> skeptics, there's some evidence right there for you to build your argument. But I don't think that was his intention. He's like, how can I yeah, maybe oh, no. talk to the queen? Yeah. <laughs> I mean, come on. I'm going to make... Hey, queenie, I got a story for you. <laughs> I got kidnapped by big feetsies. Let's get on over here. Um, and so... Uh, he was cross-examined by police and agreed to sign a solemn declaration which said that his account was true under oath and the virtue of and virtue of the Canadian Evidence Act. Osman never recanted the story de- despite the ridicule he faced for the rest of his life. And if you're interested in reading Osman's account, his story as told in John Green's 1978 book, Sasquatch, The Apes Among Us. Go ahead and find that book. Mm. His story in full is there. Well, Mike, should we share that audio? Absolutely. Or do you, or do you have some thought? Oh, my God. What the hell? Now he's slowly pulling this Sasquatch figurine up in front of the screen. And he's you look like you're enjoying yourself a little bit too much right now, Mike. He's, he's looking at you. He is. What, what's what's wrong? Why do you, I don't know. He's giving me the eye. He's giving me the Sasquatch I eye. I love this, this Squatch. I, this is what I got from my brother. I just love this thing. We'll have to save that for we'll have to save that for a Patreon video exclusive. Yeah, that would be awesome. (laughs) It'll just be me (laughs) talking to your Sasquatch figurine the whole time with with you sitting under the desk providing the voice for it. (laughs) Eh, That'll be humorous. Okay, so anyway, this 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 is an interview 1971. So we're saying so four years before Albert passed away. So let's see here. Born in so he was getting close. He was getting up there in age at this right. time. So we he I'd say he's about 78, 79 right now. But uh, I believe this is an interview conducted by John Green himself. I could be wrong. No, John Green talked to him well before that. So this is not John Green. Well, let's just play the darn interview. That's what you're waiting for. Right. So here we go. This is Albert Osman. The next thing I I knew. Uh, I was picked up or moved, and and first I thought I was in a snowslide or something like that, you know. And let me uh, um, ask right now, Mike, can you hear that? Not very well. But you can kind of hear it, though? <sighs> yeah. You're going to have to squeeze your headphones, because it's coming through yeah. loud and clear on my end, but I can't. Okay, good. As long as it's coming through good on recording. Yeah, yes. Yeah. So you might want to mute your mic and... and, and uh, yes. Squeeze your headphones as tight as you can there, Mike. Here we go. Albert Osman. And uh, uh, then I I start to wake up, you know. I remember I was on this fishing trip and there was no snow. So uh, I didn't know what was going on until I was thrown on uh, uh, something moving. And I I felt uh, like it was a horse. Or that I was on horseback, uh, but after uh, going a little while, I found out that it couldn't possibly be a horse. So uh, then I started to think about what this Indian told me about Sasquatches. So, but uh, uh, I, I was t- t- trying to get at my sheet knife and cut the ba- sack, uh, the sleeping bag, and get out. But uh, 
Now, if you could hear that, Mike, he was talking about how initially he felt like he was being dragged off by a horse. And that's what it felt like to him. Right. And he was trying the, to pick. The Sasquatch. Yeah, yes, the Sasquatch. You know, <laughs> that, and the ting there, you know, and the ting there. And, uh, yeah, he almost sounds like a French Canadian. Kind of. Oh, like yeah. Like a Quebecois. Absolutely, he does. Um, both Canadian, Canadian prospector. Well, yeah. There's and, a big difference between a Quebecois and uh, well, somebody from British Columbia, believe well, me. Well, I'm sure. I, All I'm, wonderful people. And you but, know more yeah. than I do. So at this point, he's talking about trying to pull out his knife, trying to cut the sleeping bag. So I hope you can hear this, Mike. Yes. The day I was, when he picked me up, I slid down in the bottom of the bag and uh, my sheet knife was underneath of me. I couldn't get hold of it. And and, I, and uh, he went up a steep mountain. I could feel myself rising, you know, going up. Uh, and he was puffing a little bit, you know, <laughs> and kind of a cough. So he's saying that he feels himself being like he's he can tell that he's going upwards, like he's going up the side of a mountain, and he hears the Sasquatch like puffing as he says, like it has a cough, like it's maybe struggling to carry him, maybe. Yeah, he's he's thinking to himself, this goddamn Canadian's heavy. <laughs> Why <did> I bother <laughs> with this bastard? <laughs> Carrying this thing three hours over my shoulder up a mountain saying, God dang. I don't think so. Oh, here we go, more Albert Osman. So I know damn well that there's something unusual. Did, did you yell and were you scared and did you struggle? I wasn't scared. I've been with Indians a lot. And uh, that's the funniest part of it. All the time, I was, I've never scared of them. When you ended up in this small valley with a narrow entrance, did the big one, the, the old man, make it clear that you were his prisoner and that he didn't want you to go out that Entrance. Yeah. He, uh, I tried to go out uh, one morning uh, after I'd been there just one night. I packed up my stuff, you know, that I had left. And uh, uh, I put uh, the pack sack on my bag and I put a shell in the r barrel in the rifle. And I said, my God, I'm going to get out what I, if I have to shoot myself very hard. But <laughs> when I come to the opening, and he was standing there, and he was pushing against me like, and he said, Uka, Uka. So I backed up to about 60 feet, so I wouldn't be too close, and I was going to shoot him. But then I, I, I saw one time on a moving picture of a, a gorilla, and they, uh, they knocked them down with high-power rifles. There were three of them. It was on the movie. And they knocked him down, this gorilla with the, with the bullets, oh, several times, and he still come. So I thought, uh, suppose I shoot this fellow and I used to make him mad. Then I will be. Okay, so that's interesting. So if you, uh, if you could hear that clearly, Mike, he's talking about how, how he was... He saw a moving picture with a gorilla in it, where they the who whomever he's referring to shot this gorilla three times, and it was still high-powered rifle with a high-powered rifle, and a still, still came at him. Still came at him. So he was that came into play that helped him make his decision to not fire 
away. Yeah, he's like, he was afraid he was just going to piss him off. He was just going to piss him off. <laughs> yeah. So first off, I want to know what moving picture he saw back in 1924 or before that, yeah. that people were shooting well, gorillas. Could have uh, been Frank Buck. I mean, I'm not saying that it's not out there, but I'm sincerely curious. Um, listeners, if you know of any movies out there that... Uh, well, you know, well, way back then, I don't know if it was that far back, but I think in the 30s they had... Um, could have been 20s. I don't know. I don't know if it went back before, but but there was an actual adventure series that uh, Frank Buck was his name, and and uh, it, he would film uh, excursions out in Africa or out in the w- w- wilderness and sure. out in the wild, and he would shoot things. And um, but I don't know if it went back that far. Right. Right. Um, but uh, and it very well could have been though. I mean, very there were very well yeah. could have been movies that he had that he had seen. Right. Um. I, I, I do not know. I do not know. But he said he, he, he was back about 60 feet, and he decided not to shoot. So let's, uh, yeah. let's continue. Well, and oh, he sorry. Didn't, Go ahead. Go ahead, Mike. There was a, a thing that I read, too, where he didn't feel like he was in danger enough to no. actually use his gun. Right. Yeah. Thank you for saying that, too, because that's one thing he mentioned in his interview. He said he never felt afraid. Right. He wasn't afraid. And they, you know, they basically said, you know, he said, I'd spent a lot of times with Native Americans, with, you know, the Indians. He didn't really quite elaborate afterwards. So I'm assuming that he maybe had been educated by, I'm being pro-Albert right now. So maybe he would have been educated by the Indians that you don't have uh, anything to fear if this happens. Maybe that's what he's trying to say there. I I guess I'm not sure. Um, Well, Mm. let's continue. So I decided there must be some other way than uh, shooting because uh, I, I couldn't see even a 30 30. Turdy turdy. The turdy turdy would have just bounced off that stall. Yes, I think I would have tried it, but turdy turdy is not big <laughs> Sorry. No, like he says, he's saying it's just not a not powerful enough and but I, i'm sorry i can't help but laugh when you're dirty dirty uh we got the dirty dirty out okay i'm sorry continuing i think that they were as intelligent as humans well they're smarter than humans in many ways they uh, they sure avoid people did you notice that they have i liked what he said there mike did you hear him he said they're smarter than humans in many ways in many ways right yeah and why not i mean these are highly, well, what we believe and what we hear of, they, they're extremely intelligent and they have their own language. They have words mm-hmm. like uh, like anybody else from any other country has a language. They have a language. And we haven't, you know, been interacting with them to, to learn that language or to share it or, you know, to learn it. Right. But they have their own language. And we have shared some of that stuff, and we will share more when we talk with Ron oh, Moorhead in January. Can't wait to <laughs> talk to the one and only Ron Moorhead. That's going to be awesome. And by the way, that's going to be another. Um, the audio will be released as a regular podcast episode, but we will also film it a, a film it as a video that will be a, a Patreon exclusive. So, um, if you want to check out Mike's beautiful face, my <laughs> my lovely. Yes. My lovely shape and Ron Moorhead. Then, uh, <laughs> my old man, almost six-year-old yes. face. Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, obviously Ron Moorhead's a selling point, so that'll be that'll be awesome. We're yeah. looking forward to it. So, and the man with 
his voice is made for. Oh, good lord, is for it radio? Ever. It's he's just so. It's so awesome to listen to him with his content on these on the CDs that you have, right? You know, talking about it, and uh, yeah, it's it's all well worth it. It's going to be fantastic. Going to be fantastic, January thirteenth, and then followed up by by the interview with the She Squatchers, Mike. Yes, so that's yeah, going to be awesome. It's going to be a Bigfoot centric wait. Month. It's going to be awesome. All right, continuing with Albert Osman. Had a powerful smell. Did they smell strong? <laughs> oh yeah. Uh, the, the only way I, I can describe the, the smell uh, is you imagine uh, a bunkhouse and uh, drying a lot of dirty socks. That's as near as I can explain it. Why do you suppose they wanted you? Why did they kidnap you? Well, that's only my own idea. I have nothing to prove it, but I believe that uh, the old man's idea was for me to be a sweetheart for his daughter. That's that's the way I uh, why they didn't uh, hurt me. They intended that I was going to stay with them. Did she ever make any advances towards you? Oh no, she was too young. She uh, she. Uh, I, you know, uh, it's hard to tell age on those things, uh, people, you know. Now, that girl could have been, oh, from 10 to 10, 11 years old till 15, 16. You see, she had no development of a lady. But the old ladies' uh, breasts, you know, they were like uh, hanging like fur gloves. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. In old times. Let's talk about that for a second, Mike. Okay, he's being um, he's uh, utterly I didn't catch what he said. So okay, he's utterly serious right now, and and but he's he they're talking about the interviewer asked him uh, why he felt he was kidnapped, and he said that he thought he was going to be, as we mentioned earlier, he was going to be used to breed with right. with the daughter. And the interviewer said, like, you know, did she make advances towards you? And he said, absolutely not. She was far too young. And he was going on, he, you can't tell the difference, of, you can't tell the age of these creatures. And then he says, you know, like, they're not, she wasn't developed like a woman. And then he, <laughs> he goes on, he says, it's not, you know, didn't have essentially the, 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 the chestal regions of the older Sasquatch females. Right. And so that's essentially where we're at right now. And there's, there's, I think. So it's, he, he knew it was a juvenile that. Right. Was, yeah. Right. And again. I wanted to talk about that, though, Mike. He's damn near 80 years old when this interview was conducted. Would there be any reason for him to continue this lie? If this was un unbelievably fabricated, would this not be the ultimate time to say, ha, gotcha, right. gotcha. Yeah, it, I've been you pulling your leg the whole time. I yeah. mean, come on. You think it would be difficult to to carry it on that long? Yes, and not yeah, you and know? not break out and just utter just I, I don't know I personally I would be sit there with a smirk on my face and trying my damnness not to laugh my ass off. And it's like my gosh, yeah. these guys are actually interviewing me, and I'm sitting there talking about <laughs> you know uh, you know adolescent uh, Sasquatch and right. females that I'm supposed to breed with. 
the moment they get old enough. I mean, come on. <laughs> this is I, utterly know, too. ridiculous. Okay, yeah, what's your you thought? Know, the question that I have is why, why would a uh, purebred Sasquatch family, why would they want to intermix with a human being? Very good question. You know, that's just really, you know, makes me wonder what, you know, you think they'd want to keep mm-hmm. – their lineage because of a of the, the specific creature that they are the specific species yep um you know with the difference between so, so much of a difference between species like an animal and a human being what would be the purpose of interbreeding that's a great question mike that's a great question <sighs> and that's what albert let, i mean let's make this clear that's purely speculation on albert's part by the oh, way exactly true. i mean he he's that's what he has always thought. Yeah. That's what he has believed to be the reason beh- yeah. behind his abduction. Yeah. Because, you know, for me, it doesn't matter because love is love. Love so, is love. Of course it is. Love you know, is love. But, <laughs> you know, uh, you you know, know Sasquatch human relationships would, is yeah. fine. It's fine. It would be it would be like breeding uh, um, a, a lowland gorilla with an aardvark. It'd be the same thing. To hey, me. you I know if that twinkle is in their eye, let it, you yeah. know, so be it. Okay. Yeah. So, you know, if there's a, if, it, if, if there's a, a twinkle in the tinkle, you know, you gotta, right. you just gotta go with it. Maybe the moment that, you know, the mother's eyes met Albert's, maybe the, you know, some, yeah. some, you know, the magical Frank Sinatra tunes were playing in the background or something, even though he didn't have any songs at that time. <laughs> right. But that doesn't make sense. I think Frank Sinatra was a very young I man. I started time. doing that, and my my dog <laughs> comes up. Yes, I, that wasn't meant for you. That Macy. wasn't meant get for out Macy. Of my, get out! Get out of here! All right, let, uh, <laughs> just a little bit more here to play from. All right, uh, I'm ready, Albert. Country. <clears throat> it was a fella that saved himself from a mad bull by putting snuff in his eyes. Putting and snuff in his eyes, he said. So I figured if I could get snuff in this fella's eyes. That would blind him, you know. And this morning, I had uh, uh, made coffee, good strong coffee. And uh, and I took a chew of snuff, opened the, used to open the box, and I took a good chew of snuff, and I was smacking my lips, you know, like it was tasting good. So, uh, uh, and uh, the old man, you know, uh, he come over, and he was sitting about ten feet away from me. And uh, so, as soon as uh, I took his snuff, you know, he reached over t- to take the box, but I didn't want him to take the box, so I kind of hung on to it. But he grabbed it anyhow, and took the whole box. And he emptied it all in his mouth. And uh, after a while, you know, he grabbed my coffee tin and he drank the coffee and the gr- on and all. And his eyes started to roll, you know, in his head. And I saw he was getting sick. So I thought, by God, now, now is the chance. So finally he stuck his head between his knees and they started rolling, you know, downhill, and started to squeal. When he started for the spring, you know, to get water, I started for the opening. 
And okay, I have to stop there for a second because I find that interesting because he's been talking about giving the male Sasquatch his snuff. Mm-hmm. And he was pretending to like eat it, and like he he said he was smacking his lips together to make it look like you know, hey, this is tasty, like mm, num 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 num, you know, and so. Yep. The male Sasquatch came up and he grabbed it and it was in the coffee tin and he and then he acted like he tried to keep the coffee tin because he didn't want the Sasquatch to grab the entire contents or he didn't want him to grab the coffee tin. He wanted him to have the contents. But anyways, the Sasquatch supposedly grabbed the 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 tin, the contents, swallowed all of it. And that's interesting because he says he goes, his eyes rolled back in his head <laughs> and he put his head between his knees and then started to roll down the hill. <laughs> Sounds like something should be on America's Funniest Videos. Yes, I, mean, I mean, think about that for a second, though. Woo! Of all the things to make up, I mean, what? Those are some pretty spe- specific lies, right there. If these are lies, they're specific. They're specific, Mike. You know, the eyes yeah. rolling back in the head, and then the, the head between the legs, and then rolling down the hill to try and get to some water at the stream down there. You hear this sniffling, snuffling sound as he's rolling down the hill. Right. Like, God damn it! What did you get? <laughs> you goddamn Canadian! You. <laughs> oh. <laughs> so did he have his? Oh, what's the thing about the coffee tin? Did he make and he made coffee? That's what he's saying. Well, he said he had made strong coffee earlier that day. Okay, so I got a question about that. Yes. Okay, so he was in the middle of the night sleeping in his sleeping bag. Uh, why did he have? How did he have these supplies with him when he got back to the in his bag. squatch camp? Yep, that's a great question. I mean, did he? Is, oh, I I keep uh you know my coffee and my coffee tin and whatever all this stuff in my sleep bag i sleep with that stuff they never hate maybe they do maybe you know, that's what i mean how did he have these supplies if he was grabbed off in the night that's a great question sleeping in his sleeping bag great question we don't know ah, you we- know and i and i want to preface right here i want to say yes you know i'm i'm i might sound like i'm i'm riffing on on canadians <laughs> but you're but you're, i'm not you're because canadian I love, yourself i love canada my father was Canadian. I feel like I have a big chunk of Canada in my heart. Yes, you do. I love Canada. I really do. I, my family, I've got so much family in Canada from one coast to the other. And uh, so I am not, not making fun of Canada because I love Canada. I love Canadians so much. So anyway, carry on. Oh, oh I thought you had something to say. You're just. Oh. No, I'm just saying that I'm not making fun of Canada. Oh. Okay, I gotcha. love Canada. I respect the Canadian flag and understood um, all that stuff. So anyway, all right, let's finish up what he has to say here. The, uh, the boy here ran over to the old lady, and she started to squeal. And then uh, I just made it in the opening, and she was right behind me. So I fired one shot over her head. Then she turned around and she went the other way. And then I kept going, and I must have made uh, some world record uh, down that canyon. <laughs> so he says he must. He, when he finally escaped, he must have made some sort of record running down that canyon. So um, obviously, Mike, we mentioned that he had his gun on him, and his gun. He so he slept with his gun. So why right. not? Why not sleep with his coffee can? Sure. I mean, anything's possible. 
I, I'm not going to discount it because of that. You know, I, Hey, I'm more on him, his side of something actually happened. I'm just, I'm, I'm more curious as to how he was able to make a, make some coffee, <laughs> let alone having it on him. You know, how do you go yeah. about making it when you're surrounded by a family? Well, you know, they had an understanding. Okay. <laughs> so you know, let him make they, his coffee. Yeah. He yeah. needs it. He needs his morning fix. Okay. I get it. Well, mm-hmm. Mike, let's wrap up our thoughts on the Albert Osman's story, his alleged kidnapping right. by Bigfoot. I mean, I think we kind of covered it pretty well here. There's still, there's quite a few stuff that, you know, we didn't get to, but we are on a, on, on a scheduled time, I guess, kind of scheduled time frame a wee yeah. bit. What, what, what do you think, Mike? Your final thoughts, your final words, and I'm going to put you on the spot because I'm going to say it myself. Yeah. When you're done with your final thoughts, I want to hear if you're a believer in this story or not. Okay? So let's go. Okay. My final thoughts on it, it's a fascinating story. There's no question about that. Um, even if it was, you know, uh, an abridged version of something that this guy had a dream of. <laughs> it's a fascinating story. Good point. But, but, you know, the thing is, is that he was consistent. He was, he was telling the story, not, it didn't sound like a story being told. It was, it was, to me, it was sounded like a, uh, recounting, uh, uh, uh an, an event. It was, uh, um, it's like he was remembering, very well over so many years what happened and uh um it just it seemed very legitimate to me um you know uh it i don't know how long have you how long have you been familiar with this story by the way um uh many years but i i've heard it i've heard of it i've read about it a little bit right i've never did a I've never done a deep dive into it. Sure. I guess what um, I mean, I guess what I mean by familiar is you not necessarily like you, you studied it and looked into right, it, but you, exactly. had, but you were aware of it. I should say. Yeah. I, Oh, I was, I was pretty young. Okay. Um, Cause you know, from the time I was a young kid reading books on this, you know, finding paperbacks on different things, uh, anything paranormal, anything weird, anything cryptid, um, I had come across this story and, you know, it heard about it, mm-hmm. um, but never really, uh, like I said, never dove into it very deep, but, but I knew of it and it's been a long time. Um, and I've always been very intrigued by it. And even as a child hearing about this or reading about a little bit about it or, or finding out about it, um, it's always struck me as, wow, that is really something to have happened. Okay. You know, um, I've never gone through a thing of, well, yeah, I don't know. That's pretty sketchy. Um, to me, I, you know, I, it's easy for me to take things at their word. Um, You've always been open-minded I, to the possibility. Yeah. Very open-minded to it. Well, you know, I have a small amount of skepticism unless I have a strong feeling of being skeptic of something. Mm-hmm. It's like, I can, I, I can feel things about his you know the believability 
or something that's like, yeah, never mind. I don't I even know. want to hear any more about it. I know. Yep. But uh, I'm the but same. Yeah. So um, as far as my believability, how much I believe it has to be legitimate, um, you got to leave it. You got to leave a certain amount there for uh, skepticism. You can't you can't go 100 percent on this. You know, um, uh I am I am well over fifty percent. Do you need a drum? Roll? Should I do the drum roll for you, or are you good? I'm good. I'm good. Okay. <laughs> I did the well, dr- I did know, the drum roll for my Ghostbusters Afterlife review, so uh, I, yeah. I, I don't need to do it for our right. Our exactly. Um, listening to his voice, listening to him recounting the story, uh, answering questions about what he went through. Um, you know, there are a few things that are, are questionable that I can't quite get, but I, I can kind of understand if I think about it. Um, I am still going to go with a strong 80%. 80% believability is what you're saying. Right. For me, yes. Okay. 80%. That's a, that's a B grade. That's very high. That's, that's very high. Yeah. Okay. Because, you know... It, Anything can happen. I, know, of course, yeah. of course it can. Of course. And who's to say? I mean, we weren't, yeah. we weren't there. I mean, my gosh, like we said, like this supposedly happened almost 100 years right. ago. But, you know, then also the fact that we weren't there, that, that, uh, that could keep me at 20%. But yeah. with my gut feeling and, and, and listening to me, actually, because I've never heard this interview before. So this meant a lot to me to hear that, but oh, good, you know, good. that, that really brings me up pretty high. And that's, you know, that's okay. So we'll go with Mike's going with 80%, 80 out of 100. And as far as believability goes for him. So a big thumbs up from Mike, as far as this being a legit story. Uh, I, I agree with you on so many things you said, Mike, and particularly listening to Albert recount his story when he's damn near 80 years old and he's not changing, not changing the details really, you know, he, he may be struggling to re- remember things simply because he's getting older. Uh, you know, even at his age on that interview, he was, he sounded very clear, very lucid. And he, you very know, lucid. And even though it made Mike laugh again, those details about the eyes rolling back and putting, yeah, I love, I was picturing it. (laughs) Yeah. The Sasquatch putting his head between his legs and rolling down the hill. (laughs) You know, I mean, God damn Canadian. What did you do to me? (laughs) Right. Exactly. To me, it's like like, I said, America's funniest videos. It's like reality (laughs) is funnier than fiction, you know? So it's like, why, why would you make up something like that? You know, yeah, you, I could, I could just picture Ron Bergeron introducing sure. this video. <laughs> I mean, you know where I'm going, Mike. You know, it's like I do, I do. Why would he not say, you know, like, well, I gave him if he was lying, he could have simply have said, well, he, he ate the whole can of snuff, and then you know, and then he he doubled over and he or and he fell down and passed out, and then it's done. But the, he had some awesome detail. Yeah, yeah, the eyes. I mean, it's like, man, that adds a little bit to it just because it is so out there. It's like, yeah, there's. The details, you, you can't deny them. And then my logical, stupid brain sets in. My, uh, yeah, man. is it logical, Patrick? Uh, <laughs> okay, my illogical, stupid brain. Is that better? Better? Mm. Um, well, long story short, you're, you're, you'd are you're say an 8 out of 10, 80% out of 
I'm going to have to just go straight down the line 50-50, okay? Oh, no, 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 no. Hey, it's my choice here, yeah, okay? I know, yeah, I, yeah, I understand that. <laughs> That's um, putting too much skepticism in it. I thought 50-50. You know. It, I thought yeah, you'd be it, happy with 50-50 from me, but you're disappointed. I, I, yeah, but I. Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, he says. <laughs> I know, I'm just. But yeah, okay, yeah, but I can understand. Okay. See, I can the, understand. The, yeah. It's just it's the 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 pros for him again repeating ourselves the details not changing his story he didn't gain anything but ridicule essentially mm-hmm. uh, you know he does have his supporters namely John Green uh, people who interviewed him said he came across as purely forthright uh, you know just honest down to earth um, you know because you can really get a vibe from yeah. people by talking to them even by listening oh, to sure. them Mike you know, you can get it you can get that read. Um, but then just the outlandishness of the story. And then like Mike, when you threw out the, why, why the hell do he have a, a coffee tin in his sleeping bag, <laughs> yeah. you know, and just so many, so many different aspects. Yeah. I thought I was being generous with the 50, 50. Um, sure. May, okay. 51, 49 better. There you go. Okay. <laughs> I'll, I'll go with that. So technically we're both thumbs up believers then. Right. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, and I know I know that you want to believe. Of course, I do. You know, yes, a hundred percent, and because I know how you feel about, you know, the cryptid, the Bigfoot, oh, the Sasquatch. That's I've, a huge thing with you. I've been fascinated by by yeah. Sasquatch since I was like a wee little kid, man. And that's no joke. Yeah. That's yeah. no lie. So, well, we're we're both thumbs up believers on Albert Osman. The the uh, the level of belief wavers a little bit. Right. Uh, d- differs a little bit, but uh, you know, and sometimes I realize that I, you know, I can go a little overboard and, and be a little too open to things, but you know, that's just that's part of who I am. I know it is, you know, that's that's the, the that's the whimsy of Michael, the yes. whimsy, awesome. Well, the whimsy, um, let's wrap that up, Mike, because we have we're holy cow, we're at an hour and fi- 16 minutes already, so awesome. uh, we have a Awesome. One last take segment to come up here. And this is a segment that means a lot to me. Um, It started with a little bit of, you know, friendly tweeting disagreement between um, someone. I don't know if they listen to the podcast or not, but uh, I I tweeted out the promotional uh, tweet (laughs) Uh, regarding the last episode. I Throughout the question, have deceased loved ones ever visited you or given you a sign since they have passed? And then I was, uh, re- uh, someone sent a reply, simply stated that, that we appreciate that yeah, we do. That simply stated that if a quote unquote dead one has sent you a sign of the, his or her presence, they are a demon. And I'm like, oh boy, that sets up a, a, a lot demon of demon disguising itself as a loved one. Well, yeah. That's what we're going to talk yeah. about for a little bit here, Mike. So yes, we're going to do awesome. one last take on ghosts as demons. And, oh, this uh, will be fun. This will be this great. Will be fun. So hold on, boys and girls. We're going to do one more time traveling excursion, and we shall be Mike. Mute your mic, buddy. We shall be. All right. Back. Okay, we have returned from yet another successful time traveling excursion. Okay, Mike, it's time for one last take. Uh, yes. This is quickly becoming a, uh, I was going to say my favorite segment, but that means that I don't enjoy the, the, the meat of the episode as well, which is not true. Um, I'm just really enjoying how we're doing the podcast nowadays, Mike. It's, it's a nice, 
I'm repeating myself. It's a nice streamlined change from the yeah. Alternate Realm podcast, uh, which we loved so much, but it is no more. I'm liking the way the Paranomaly Zone is uh, kind of taking off here. It's, it's, yeah, it's, absolutely. Uh, it's establishing its own um, format slash agenda slash personality. So here we go. <laughs> One last take. <laughs> this will be, our, I think this is technically our fifth episode um, under the uh, Paranomaly Zone moniker, name, whatever you want to call it. And we have done one last take on the Travis Walton alien abduction story. The we alien have. autopsy video. We have. We did that. Uh, we did one last take. Oh, what was what was the one we just did last week? Mike, I'm having a brain malfunction right now. It was good. Whatever it was. Don't do check my notes, but it'll take a few minutes. Oh no, I can just look at my pictures on my phone here. <laughs> And just and don't make that damn noise with your flipping mouth. Stigmata, that's what it was. Stigmata. <laughs> Stigmata that's right. Of course it was. I was just last week, for God's sake. Uh, I love this segment, and this is another one that's going to be a good uh, a a good talking point. Yeah. Because as well, I, and and we did decide that that this one last take, it doesn't have to be a paranormal thing. It can be on absolutely anything. anything. Pop culture would be awesome. So far we've um, so far we've stuck with the paranormal, and that's great. That's awesome yeah. because that's a, uh, that's what we're passionate about. But right. um, if you're listening anything right now, and, if you're listening right now, and you want us to have one last take on uh, anything, like you want anything. us, you want Mike and I to argue about the Beatles, send us, send it our way. <laughs> yeah, there and you go. My gosh, we'll have a blast with that one. So, um, but we will, we will not accept requests for anything political. No, absolutely political, not. Not political. or political. <laughs> However All three you, of those are out. However you choose to pronounce it, we are staying as far away from that as yeah. we humanly can. Absolutely. So as I mentioned earlier tonight, Mike, I am um, in in reposting the link to our prior episode. Really? As again, as I mentioned it. Yes, you did. I, was I forgot. I was promoting, um, which you need to do more often, by the way. Anyways. Um, <laughs> hey. I'm willing to help with the blog. Yeah, oh, that's right. Thank you. Thank you, Mike. Um, that's another another aspect that we're adding to our Patreon content, our exclusive Patreon content. Uh, we're going to start blogging. I just I threw yes. together, the idea popped in my head, and I threw together a really quick, that literally took me about 15 minutes to just, you know, stream of consciousness. Yeah. consciousness and written flowing. very well, I might say. Oh, oh thank you, Mike. Um, but I yeah. think this this has a lot of possibilities. We're going uh, We're going to add just random... Thoughts on everything, man. It doesn't yeah. matter what it is. It's gonna, it'll be fun. Mike's going to uh, join in on this, and uh, hopefully, our patrons will find it a a welcome addition to our exclusive, right. um, always growing Patreon content. We yes. got great video content, great audio content, exclusive episodes, ghost hunting videos, ghost hunting footage, personal stuff, personal crap we've captured. So many things. Mm -hmm. You're getting sick of hearing this. I know you are. But my gosh, try it out for a month. One dollar, one buckaroo, and um, yes. you have access. And if you really, really like it, you can up it to five. You could, and you'll have it. <laughs> well, you know, let's 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 be straightforward here. If you up it to five, then you have exclusive apps uh, access to everything on our Patreon page, including the exclusive video episodes, which includes our first uh, video interview exclusive with Mr. Dustin Perry from Ghost Hunters and Ghost Hunters International. 
Uh, we love Mr. Dustin Perry. It's going to be oh, growing. One of our favorites. One of our favorites. As I said earlier, uh, Ron Moorhead video is going to be. Uh, I actually uh, love the guy. You do. Ron Moorhead video interview <laughs> will be exclusive to our patrons. Our, our patrons coming this January, and it's just going to keep growing and growing and growing. Sign up for as little as a dollar a month. Give it a shot. No obligations. If you don't like it, and, you don't have yeah. to pay more than a buck. So yeah, and if you stay at a dollar, jazz happy. That's and fine. we love you just as much. Absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> uh, one more side note. Mm-hmm. This is totally off topic, but as long time listeners know, ding 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 ding. Patrick is a wonderful artist and he has oh, good you know, Lord. Thank you. a lot of uh, artwork out there and has shared with and has given as bonus items for Patreon listeners. Yes, Patreon $5 subscription uh, can get you a free yes. print of your choice from my uh, paintings and drawings. So. Yes, and he has a library, a plethora of wonderful <laughs> art pieces but as guess who listeners is going know, to be, guess who's going to be adding uh, to that? Yes, Patrick has been after me for years, <laughs> literally years, for me to start up my artwork again. I have shared a little bit of uh, uh, my artwork on, I think, Twitter. Um, yes, you have. Yes, no, well, some on of my face- stuff. Facebook uh, for certain, you did. And I has I have been really, my heart has been burdened by want of getting back into my artwork, getting back into it. I'm after so many years of being in a artless funk, as I called it earlier um, uh, to you, I have said that uh, the other night or no, yesterday, last night, I have purchased a, I'll use the word plethora again yes. <laughs> of art supplies. And I, am getting back into it yay there is no stopping me this time i i i i'm a pen and ink artist you know with the dots the pointillism all that stuff but and i will never give that up i will always want to do that which i will but i have boughten boughten you just said that again it's i don't know what that is i have bought (laughs) uh the supplies for doing uh, graphite, graphic, graphite, charcoal mm-hmm. uh, artwork, and which is something I really feel very strongly about. Um, so I'm going to start getting into that, doing my artwork, and we shall see where it goes. I so Patrick at- has won this battle. I have, yes. Of, uh, you know, always uh, telling me, get back into your artwork, start doing artwork. Yeah, so now it start. has begun. And now I just have to keep pounding on you at you to promote the podcast shit too. Yes. So. <laughs> yeah, that'll be coming. That'll it be will. coming along. It'll, it will. So. <laughs> no, we're looking forward to that, Mike. You are far too talented to not share and not just create for your own, you know, happiness. Oh, absolutely. I, you know, when I got home yesterday after buying my supplies, I kind of sat in here at my podcast desk, which has plenty of room to do my artwork. Um, and I was, uh, playing around a little bit and oh man did it feel good mm-hmm. it was like it was like being reintroduced to an old friend absolutely good you way know of, it good was way like it's it. like it's like that friend has been waiting for me for so yeah. long and we shook hands last night very nice you, you reacquainted <laughs> so, yourself hey and if i if i put out some nice pieces 
I'm willing to share prints with uh, with oh, listeners. Of course, of course. Now, I I have to say I apologize if listeners keep hearing like odd noises from my end here. It has I to can't with... hear it on this end. Okay, good. But it seems like it's rattling around in my ear. My microphone stand is really failing on me right now. It's been well, bad. And enough. how many? How long have I, I been telling you buy oh, a new one? I know it sucks. It sucks. So I apologize if you hear me continuously adjusting my mic stand. But I'll get that taken care of. <laughs> okay, Mike. Without any further Very ado. Very good. Without any further ado. Long story Carry short. Carry on my way. <laughs> As I mentioned there earlier. Peace, man. You at, are done. Uh, can, can I go on, please? Are you can done? Can you finish? Can you finish? <laughs> As I mentioned earlier, <laughs> uh, promoting the podcast, I sent out the tweet that said, like, has a deceased loved one? Yes. You know, attempted to contact you or sent you a sign that, you know, since they have passed on, moved on, however you want to describe it. And then uh, a, a Twitter follower, and yes, they do follow the podcast. They did like mm-hmm. the tweet, but they also responded with, if a quote-unquote dead loved one has sent you a sign of their presence, they are a demon. And that's what I want to talk about. Because I wrote back it, and said, I respectfully disagree. That's basically why oh, I Oh, absolutely. I um, and respectfully is a yes, key word there. Yes, exactly. Um, so I wanted to talk about that, Mike. So the, the, the one last take is labeled as ghosts, as demons. First and foremost, I don't buy it. I don't think, I believe in ghosts, as skeptical as I am, as as the listeners know that I'm just, <laughs> I'm like a hard nut to crack when it comes to so many things. I believe in ghosts. I believe that there's something else out there that we just, that's more, that's more profound than us than we can possibly imagine, okay? But right. the idea that every single communication between a living sentient being like you and I, or animals for Christ's sake, um, sorry, sorry, I said Christ's sake, uh, <laughs> uh, communication, signals, signs, interpreted, received by, uh, sent back towards, a, a, I'm doing air quotes, invisible entities slash ghosts slash spirits slash souls, whatever you want to refer to them as, the idea of them being purely demon demons or demonic in nature is idiotic to me. And I'm saying that in a respectful way. Uh, <laughs> You're just calling the listener an idiot. I'm not calling the listener an idiot. No. I'm calling the concept idiotic. The concept, yes, we will. <laughs> None so, of our listeners are idiots. No, I no, mean. no. Well, the thing is, I don't know if the man. <laughs> I don't know if the man is a listener. I know he's he's a follower of of the podcast. Mm-hmm. So who knows if he's listening right, right. now? But he he is on. Uh, um, I, I I looked at his at his uh, Twitter page, and he is a uh, preacher slash priest. I can't remember exactly what. Okay, you know, I should. Okay, out of respect for him, I'm going to make sure exactly. I, I'll give right. him a shout yeah. out too, as to absolutely his uh, Twitter handle. Go check him out. He is Doctor Witnesser is his uh, Twitter handle, and Doctor Witnesser is labeled as a Christian podcaster and YouTuber. Okay, his pod, You can go find his podcast at doctorwitnesser.podbean.com. So there you go. I have a great idea. So you can check out Dr. Witnesser. Check him out, drwitnesser.podbean.com. And um, well, I'm looking at him right now. Now it says that he didn't follow us anymore. Maybe he unfollowed us. <laughs> well, I was just going to say we should try and get him on the show. Well, yeah, I don't know. Unless he just happened to find 
This is interesting. Yeah, that's, unless I'm looking at my wrong page right now. No, no. Maybe he. Oh no! Wait, he follows the the our our ghost page, our our ghost hunting page. The paranomaly. Oh, paranomaly okay. three is what he uh. Hmm. Anyways, what do you think? Maybe we should reach out to him to see if he wants to come on and and talk about it uh, respectfully. Sure. Between. Yeah. Between us, I mean. So he sent a link though, but the thing is, I uh, maybe he did unfollow us. Now that I'm looking at it again, because he did send a link because after I respectfully disagreed with his with his uh take and we're all granted takes we're all granted beliefs we're all granted opinions absolutely who's to say we, that any one yeah. of us is right or wrong you know i mean that's why we love doing this podcast because we're throwing everything right. out there and he did specifically send this um link to the paranomaly zone our podcast page so yeah i think he did unfollow us so i'm sorry to see that well Dr. and then we respect that also i we mean do. if if he feels you know anybody feels uncomfortable with you know our whatever Mm-hmm. Um, episode we have or content, sure. you know, we totally respect that. And uh, if it makes you uncomfortable, um, you know, do what you feel you need to do. So I'm going to go right to the um, ending of the link that he sent me here. Uh, this is from amazingfacts.org that he sent me in response to my disagreement of his. And the article is titled, Are the Dead Really Dead? And this is coming from a, a, a Christian standpoint, and I want to clarify, this is from a, mm, a very strong <laughs> Christian standpoint. I don't want to alienate anyone out there. I was raised mm-hmm. a Christian, for crying out loud. Longtime listeners, ding, 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 know that I have a Catholic background, a Catholic upbringing. So this is very personal for me. But right. a lot of things I just can't, I, uh, it's difficult for me to, to accept and to grasp, I guess. And, and as Mike can see, I'm like flying through this because I'm trying to find the damn exact point that I wanted to quote from said article. So one moment. Okay, here it is. This is the part of this article that I wanted to dive into is labeled as belief in reincarnation is expanding rapidly today. Is this teaching biblical? And this is a quote, a, 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 I can't even speak biblical quote. The living know that they will die, but the dead know nothing. Nevermore will they have a share in anything done under the sun. And, th- and that is quote from Ecclesiastes nine, five. And this is an interpretation of that quote. Almost half the people on earth believe, not an interpretation, but this is kind of a, an answer to this question. Almost half the people on earth believe in reincarnation, a teaching that the soul never dies, but is instead continually reborn in a different kind of body with each succeeding generation. This teaching, however, is contrary to the scripture. The Bible says, after death, a person returns to dust, Psalms 104 to 9, Knows nothing, Ecclesiastes 9.5. Possesses no mental powers, Psalms 146.4. Has nothing to do with anything on earth, Ecclesiastes 9.6. Does not live, Kings 21. Waits in the grave, Job 17.13. And continues not, again from Job 14.1. What I'm getting at. The argument here is that Satan invented the teaching that the dead are alive. Okay, Mike? 
Reincarnation, channeling, communication with spirits, spirit worship, and the undying soul are all inventions of Satan with one aim to convince people that when you die, you are not really dead. When people believe that the dead are alive, spirits of devils working miracles, Revelation 16.14, and posing as spirits of the dead will be able to deceive and lead them astray virtually 100% of the time, Matthew 24, 24. So that's all I will read from that article. It's an interesting article. Very fascinating, actually. So I know that we've mentioned this before, Mike, and I know that a lot of people adhere to this faith, this belief, and that's awesome, that's wonderful. More power to you. But obviously they're saying that, essentially, Mike, all ghosts are demons, my friend. And if you are hearing voices coming through us or coming to us through the spirit's Spirit box, those are demons. If we pick up, yeah. if we pick up a voice that says it's Debbie on our EVP on our digital recorder, that's a demon. Um, the only way I would think it's a demon is if all of a sudden I hear your mother, and then you <laughs> fill in the rest. Okay, sure, I get it. I get it. I get it. <laughs> you know, now, it, but you know, but I know everybody, where you, I know where you sit, stand on this, Mike. But let's talk about it, okay? How do you feel about the idea that every single ghostly experience that everyone has ever had is demonic in nature? I respect <laughs> the beliefs of, uh, you know, there are so many different beliefs, cultures, religions, sects, sext. I know what you're saying. Yes. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, (laughs) Sect out there that um, they have their own beliefs that come from a a beginning. They come from uh, something that uh, is pertinent to that, um, that, that religion, that culture. Um, And they can conflict. They can contradict between the cultures um oh, I'm, I'm i'm starting to struggle a little bit no, here i can i can always tell when you're struggling I, mike and i'm I'm not defending you but i kind of am i can tell when your mind is really racing and you're trying to yeah, grab it is how you, you want to make sure to verbalize your thoughts and it gets right it's, and, it's and there's hard. so much there to verbalize and to and to, to work does. through it is hard um, yeah you know and who is anyone to say that each person's belief that each person's culture each person's religion is wrong mm-hmm. um i mean I, right. I believe that strongly um you know and i'm I, and i'm not ripping on this guy that uh uh this this follower or ex-follower or whatever um put out there um because that is a strong belief that he has and that in his heart and his mind and his religion is what he believes in. And I respect that. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, you, you know, know this uh, is something we that each, ha- we each have our own uh, belief. We each have our sure. own uh, experiences that we have that can form a belief. Mm-hmm. I mean, like, like I know the experiences that I've been through that form my beliefs. I was just going to ask you, I something. know the religions that I've belonged to because of my mom and dad, going back and forth to different religions, trying to find the right belief for them. I have learned from different religions and I'm thankful for that because it has helped me to form my own opinion. Um, and, and that along with what I've experienced, I mean, I don't, I'm probably rambling right no, now. No, you're not, you're not, you're not at all. 
Uh, I, I, I want to go for me, I go by what I have personally experienced um, and what I've learned and what I've learned to be real for myself, whether it's a, it's, it's a, a belief or a thought or a faith or a personal experience. Mm. I cannot subscribe to somebody saying uh, for me that all ghosts are demons because for me, I, for myself, know different. Right. That's not saying that he's wrong for what he believes or what he's experienced. Thank you for saying for what he's experienced. Exactly. Because exactly. Um, who's to say that he, you know, everything he has experienced or everything he has believed absolutely adheres to what he is, what he's arguing for right there. Right. Um, he, he may have experienced things that I can, can't even imagine. Mm -hmm. So, you know, you know, I, 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 but it's, I know where, and you're, you're, you're trying to be as delicate as you can, Mike. And I, we, I appreciate that. Listeners appreciate that because we don't want to alienate, alienate anybody, anybody anything, and anybody. It's to me again, it's okay. Is asinine a nicer word? <laughs> I don't think it is, but it to just blanket label everything as something just with a wide brush and go, wow. Right. Okay, everything that's over there is that, and that's how it is. You know, it's right. like, um, no, I don't think so, my friend. There's so much more to it. There's so many different, aside from personal experiences, aside from personal takes, there's just so many, so many different factors that go into everyone's uh, beliefs and everyone. <laughs> I'm I'm getting flustered now, Mike, because I I'm trying to bite my tongue. I don't want to be negative sounding, because I you know we are open minded here as you know as skeptical as I come across as a lot of times. You are still very open minded, I'm very, as, I'm, as as skeptical as you are. Absolutely, and I believe in demons. You have a balance. I believe in demons. I mean, Mike is the one who doesn't necessarily believe in dem demonic stuff, but I think you're coming around to that a little oh, bit I am, more. I am definitely coming around. And it's, it's uh, to me, it's, it's very real, but to, to just, to apply that blanket label, that, that wide brush, brush to every paranormal experience that every person has ever had throughout the existence of life, throughout the existence of this earth, Again, to me, that's asinine. That's idiotic, because it's just Mike. The the few things that I have experienced, and the few things that I am skeptical about, considering that I am someone who believes in demons, <laughs> and believes that some that demons are possible, I should say. The fact that I myself am not terrified. Or just like unbelievably, just I feel dirty and like, oh my God, the the devil himself has made himself presence and you know, made his presence known to me, and I'm going to burn in hell because I've acknowledged him right now. Yada yada yada. Just the weird things that I that I've experienced as a skeptic. I look at it as a positive. I'm like, I want more. It's right. like, sh show me. It's something that's positive. I feel positive about it. I don't feel negative. Now again. 
this person and people who abide by his faith will 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 say, well, that's the devil. That Satan is fooling right. you. F- Satan is deceiving you, and he wants you to believe that is something other than, you know, pure evil. Um. Long story short, Mike, I I I don't abide by. What's that word again? I'm saying abide a lot right now tonight. <laughs> it fits. It yeah, it does. I don't buy it. I don't think. And I think our listeners, hopefully, I don't mean to speak for them, but I think the majority of them are probably aside with where we sit at, (sighs) that there's no damn way that that little girl apparition floating in front of you, Mike, as a little kid, was demonic in nature. Right. And, you know, people that have been visited by loved ones. Thank you for bringing that. That's why I forgot about that. Thank you for bringing that up. Go. Where, where this person believes that, well, it's a demon that is manifesting to you as a loved one to get into your your mind, your psyche, to make you whatever. There are too many stories that I've heard that um, a loved one comes to, um, well, it's like the after-death visits, comes to... Uh, uh, a, a family member to to comfort and to tell them and let them know in their time of extreme grief yep. that don't worry everything's good everything's fine i'm i'm not gone i'm not it, it's it's you know everything is wonderful everything is beautiful and why would pure evil slash the devil want anyone to feel comfort at any time absolutely you know it, it's like it's like they can come to you and, uh, uh, um, you know, just wrap you in like angels' wings and give you a, a, a complete feeling of comfort mm-hmm. and, and uh, um, it change your life for the better. A demon is not going to do that. No. You and know. Um, great point. Again, it changes your, not, not, not only is it a positive experience in that moment, but it could change your whole life. Absolutely. For the better. And therefore, no. you are affecting other people throughout the years in a positive manner. Absolutely. Would a um, demon slash devil want you to do that? No. I mean, uh, the experiences I have with being with people that are at their last moments, like we talked about before with like the visiting, the after death visits. Um, mm-hmm. When I've been with somebody that is that is uh, transitioning into that that moment of death or or getting closer and they see i know from my i know in my heart that they are seeing family there that is waiting for them comforting them at their time that they're dying and that they're going to make that transition into the next existence the next uh, realm whatever you want to call it um a demon isn't going to come to comfort you looking or as a family member as your mother as your father that's passed away decades ago to comfort you to welcome you into the next next uh existence um i I mean you know people might believe that's a trick or whatever but i've seen it i've seen that i've seen the the joy on somebody's face that's dying as they see a brother or a mother, you know, uh, like my father, before he passed away, he saw his mother and father 
come to him uh, when he was laying in bed uh, one day. And they looked like they were, uh, like he remembered them healthy and young. And they were just standing there next to his bed and he was looking at them and they were looking at him and smiling. And it's like the message that my father got from that was that they're going to be there when, when he comes, when he transitions, when he, when he passes over Yep. the pure peace, pure. And the rest of the time that my, my father was alive, he would tell that story and it was nothing but pure joy. Joy. And it just, it doesn't, it just doesn't gel with the, the nature right. of what demonic um, influence would, would suggest, would it, Mike? It, right. It doesn't. And not to say that that can't happen. No, I, I, I know, get that. that. Like this, this, this person, you know, saying that, you know, anything can happen. There can be tricksters out there. There can be, you know, uh, demons out there that might do this, but that's not all there is. I mean, I believe that strongly on my experiences, what I've seen, you know, what I felt, uh, I don't know. I know. I'm there's, sorry. There's <laughs> comfort. There's comfort that's there. There's pure comfort. And that's what some of these visits are for, are for. I'm, 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 we're, we're going super long and there's so much I'd like to go on and on about. It's interesting reading this. I'll do this really quickly, Mike, and we're not going to spend time on it, but it, okay. it's the same article. It's a list of 20 questions. Like the one I read you, I read to you to start this off was question number 17, essentially, or statement number 17, and then like a, a, a reply to it, an interpretation of the biblical quotes. So this is, I'm going back to number three here, and this, this question is, what is the spirit, quote-unquote spirit, that returns to God at death? And this is a biblical answer, biblical quote, James 2, 26, the body without the spirit is dead. And this is from Job 27, 3, the spirit of God is in my nostrils. <laughs> it's always so, mm. I, I just like the nostrils part for some reason. But, um, and their, you know, interpretation slash answer here is the spirit that returns to God at death is the breath of life. Right. In the nostrils, that's what I exactly. immediately thought it was the yep. breath that nowhere you know. in all of God's book does the spirit have any life, wisdom, or feeling after a person dies. It is the quote unquote breath of life and nothing mm -hmm. more. So when your body dies, your spirit the spirit is nothing more than the breath of life that is goes back essentially to God, breathing in out of the nostrils of God. Yeah. The next what? question, Mike, is what is a soul? And this is a biblical quote from Genesis. The Lord God formed man of the dust of the ground and breathed into his nostrils the breath of life, and man became a living soul. The answer to this is a soul is a living being. A soul is always a combination of two things, body plus breath. A soul cannot exist unless body and breath are combined. God's words God's word teaches that we are souls, not that we have souls. So really? I kind of like that a little bit. You know, we I are souls. I'm kind of leery of that. We God's word teaches that we are souls, not that we have souls. You kind of get oh, that? Oh, okay. That's like like me and my belief of yes. we are not uh humans living a 
spiritual existence. We are spirits living a human existence. Exactly. And that is what I very much believe in. And that's essentially the same thing what's said right there. Okay, I got it. But, you know, there's, like I was saying earlier about the different cultures, the different religions, the different uh, beliefs, um, you know, not because, because, you know, we're, we're, we're going by and reading, you know, biblical uh, um, uh, transcript here to try to explain things, mm-hmm. but there's also so many different, like going into the, you know, t- talking about the cultures and the beliefs and the religions. Um, I think that there are so many things that we can learn from Christian belief from uh, any other culture that is not Christian doesn't make them wrong. Oh, of course it does. I mean, my God, I, I have belief and strong feelings about Viking paganism. Even I know that you is, do that. That is a deep spiritual existence or is a very spiritual feeling that rings very true. You know, Mike, you know, we, I, we, we are in, I, I can kind of see where where you're going, but we are we are imperfect beings, okay? Right. We're not going to nail it with one religion we over can't. another. We so can't. What is wrong? What is wrong with the idea of taking the good parts of each and every one? Absolutely, and, that's what I'm trying to say. I knew that's where you're going, and that's why I, I, I'm sorry for interrupting you, but it's like it's an impossible task to right. find the perfect quote unquote religion. The, right, the perfect Wiccans, spiritual outlet, uh, you know, nature, mm-hmm. everything. It's all one big package. It is, and the idea, and what frustrates people like you and I, Mike, is is the fact that it is so ostracizing. So many who said, "Well, if you don't adhere to everything that I say is right, then you are unbelievably wrong, and I want nothing to do with you, and you're a bad right, person." Right. It's like, no. Why can't we kind of meet at the middle here? Let's you know, let's banter back yeah. and forth. You know, it's. That's what drives us nuts, and a lot of our listeners nuts, I'm sure. It, it it's frustrating, but man, let's just look at the positive and let's let's right. let's let's grow from there. Let's let's I, do I, it. You know, it, yeah. I I I have a hard time um, even labeling myself as anything. I mean, uh, mm-hmm. you know, if if somebody were asked me, "Well, are you a Christian?" I'd have to look at them and say, "Well." I, I don't know because it's okay to say you aren't be, it because, is. because I take, I can take something from everything mm-hmm. and find positive and find truth yep. and find, you know, uh, and there is that dark side. There is. Okay. God damn it. I'm going to say it. <laughs> Do it. Patrick. There is that demonic. There is that demon. There is. I'm that's telling there. You. It, there's, there's that part of the balance between the demonic and the good. There's the yin and the yang, um, But man. I tell you, I tell you, there's a lot more good than there is bad. I, I definitely but, hope that you're right on that. But at the same time, there is still that balance. Mike, you know, it's it's the it's the it's like it's the cliched lame Star Wars reference, Mike, or you know, the example, the dark side versus the life, the light side, right. man. That balance. George Lucas, all about Buddhism, man. He was sitting there, he, oh. he's I can learn a lot. I have learned a lot from Buddhism. Oh my gosh! And that's essentially what what it's all about. I mean, when it, it's yeah. narrowed down simply in Star Wars terms, light side, dark side, balance. Yeah. It. The yin and the yang, and the yes, absolutely. Dark and the light, the 
it's, it's all it's it's what it's what our entire existence is made up of and what keeps it going and, and from and, and from what's made up our existence all these offshoots come the religions mm-hmm. the beliefs the cultures but it all comes down to that same thing of that balance. Yep, and it's all comes and it's down the interpretation to... of that balance. Thank you, Mike. I was just going to say it's that's that's where we get it all wrong is that interpretation. So, I, so everybody well, keep an open mind and yeah. Oh gosh, and yes. Just yeah. So uh, you know, Doctor Witnesser, we gave you a shout out. I thought you followed us. Maybe you never did, but well, um, um, I appreciate you interacting. I absolutely. appreciate your your thoughts. Thank you, know, you, thank you for thank your, you. your thoughts and your interaction and absolutely and giving us this. Uh, I mean, hey, you brought up our uh, our our last our, uh, take for oh, you did, this you did absolutely, you did. You've, you know, you have contributed greatly, one hundred percent. And again, I'll say it, I I respectfully disagree. And I know I said right. idiotic and asinine and all that stuff. And I, <laughs> I'm sorry, I can't help myself every now and then. Well, instead but, of disagreeing, let's let's bring what he believes into uh, the whole balance. Sure. 100%. You know, man. I mean, you know, we aren't going to tell him that he's wrong. No, we have no you right know, to say that. We don't have the right to do that. No. So, well, Mike, this has been freaking awesome. We have got, oh, absolutely. When are we not awesome? We are two hours into this. <laughs> so it's time to say goodbye for this episode. Um, absolutely. Mike, I can't thank you enough. This has been a blast. Uh, without further ado, Mike, what do our awesome listeners need to do? Well, uh, along with the uh, the fact that we love all of you, we ask one one personal thing, and that is, my lovelies, peace out. <laughs>